You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. PackersTalk.com. You're listening to No Huddle Radio on the Packers Talk Radio Network, your home for in-depth and thoughtful Packers analysis. I'm your host, J.J. Leahy. My co-host is my good friend, Gil Martin. In addition to this show, I host Cheese and Packers. Gil is the host of Locked On NHL, and he writes for the Packers Post and Cheesehead TV. We're here to talk Packers because you're all here for one thing, and that's a love for Green Bay football. Gil, um, not a super busy week. There's kind of only two main things that are going on here in Packerland. One is trying to figure out what the Packers are going to do in this draft. And there's definitely some uh, clues that we can look at in terms of who the Packers have met with. Mm-hmm. But also Whitney Merciless retired this week. How do you think that changes the uh, plan on the defensive side of the ball in 2022? Well, I, I think, first of all, the need for uh, an edge rusher three becomes greater because I think a lot of people assume there was a good chance Merciless would be back to fill that role. Now we know he's retired, not going to be there. Um, I fully expect the Packers to use uh, at least one of their picks in the first two days of the draft Mm -hmm. on an edge rusher. But I also think they want to bring in a, a player with some experience to add depth at the position before the start of training camp. And maybe you look at what you know who becomes available after June first to try to fill that need. Hmm, I hadn't thought about them bringing in uh, a veteran. You know, in uh, twenty nineteen, they brought in Zadarius and Preston, and then they drafted Rashawn. I think if you had drafted a guy this year, it's a similar situation with uh, Rashawn being your new Z. Yeah, uh, very possible. I, I just the the thing I always question. How much contribution do you get from a rookie, whether they whether it's on offense or defense? A couple of positions, it's easier. Running backs tend to step right in. Obviously, kickers and punters just step right in. But it is harder for uh, you know certain positions, and I think edge rusher is one of them. Where the the, mm-hmm. the jump between what you have to do in college at that position. And what you have to do in the pros at that position, plus the different caliber of athlete that you're facing on a play-in, play-out basis between college and the NFL. I think, I mean, look at what we saw with Rashawn Gary. He was drafted in the first round. He was extremely athletically talented, has a great work ethic. It took him a couple of years before he was really up to speed. And in his third year, he really took it to another level. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be the case with every player you draft, but I, I think it's sort of a realistic timetable, all things considered. And right now, I am not comfortable going into this season if either Preston Smith or Rashawn Gary were to get injured and miss significant time. Sure. We're in trouble at edge. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that it's, it's definitely a big need for the Packers. I think it's probably either their third or fourth biggest need in this draft, depending on how you feel about safety. Looking at uh, edge rushers in this draft class, uh, I think you'd look at uh, 
probably the big three who really you would not expect to be uh, available for the Packers uh, at even their first first round pick would be obviously Aiden Hutchison right. expected to be the first overall pick in this draft. Uh, I think Kayvon Thibodeau and probably even Jermaine Johnson are going to be long off the board by the time Packers are there. And if you're looking at guys who'd be available at the back of the first round, I don't really like George Karloftis or David Ojabo personally. Um, th- these are both guys that I liked a lot in, as college players. I thought they were, were quite good, but I don't, I don't see it really for them in the NFL. Um, I, I'll let somebody else take a swing on one of them. <laughs> and and <let> me, <laughs> if we do draft one of these guys, uh, and I know somebody uh, in our audience is going to come back with a sound clip of, of me um, talking about these guys and, and make fun of me. But uh, <laughs> Arnold Ebikidi from Penn State is the guy I could realistically see the Packers taking in the second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a stud. I, I like him considerably more than George Karloftis or David Ajabo. Uh, and then uh, Nick Benito is another guy expected to go in kind of the exact same range as Ebikidi. Uh, both of those dudes are uh, uber talented. But I think that that uh, Kingsley Enigbare from South Carolina is maybe one of the most underrated uh, pass rushers that you could take in that second round. I I think he maybe has a uh, more to offer um, in terms of uh, how often he's getting home uh, than Ebikidi or Benito. His, his uh, pressure rate is just off the charts. And he's one of those guys where if you look at, uh, what they call true pass sets, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where they're, where they're filtering out um, a, a lot of snaps that are classified as as passing downs. But there's some goofy stuff going on, you know, which which could include <laughs> which could include you getting uh, double teamed, uh, you know, could it could include you just being uh, on, on the wrong side of, of the line or whatever. But when, he's one of those guys who's. um uh, when you look at just true pass sets, his pressure rate goes up, meaning he is um, actually a, a more effective uh, pass rusher than just the raw stats would indicate. I like wow. Kingsley Anibari a lot. Um, Sam Williams at Ole Miss, though, is the guy the Packers actually are meeting with. I'm not. I don't know for sure what day. Or, you know, if they already met with him. I think they already met with him. Um, Ole Miss edge rusher Sam Williams is the only edge rusher the Packers have met with in person so far that we're aware of. Uh, although they did meet with a defensive tackle prospect, uh, uh, we'll meet with him in about a week. So those, those are kind of some uh, second round, maybe even third round guys to be looking at. Sam Williams, Kingsley, Anibare, and new guy shooting up the boards a little bit. Um, at least uh, just in the last two weeks, Alex Wright out of uh, Alabama, Birmingham. This is a dude who gets no attention, but is freakishly talented. I would not be surprised to see if uh, if the Packers take him way earlier than he's expected to go, because I think he is a really, really, really talented guy who just is overlooked because of the school he played at. Right. You know, but but when I have uh, watched him play, he stands out in a way that uh, usually those players at the small schools don't stand out. You know, you you, you kind of want um, it's it's kind of like uh, I've, I've been complaining a bit about Christian Watson, the wide receiver out of North Dakota State. 
because of the competition he played against. Mm -hmm. And I keep saying, look, you know, if you're playing against FCS opponents and you're really as good as the draft community thinks you are, I want you to look like Calvin Johnson against those defenders. And and I'll just say uh, Alex Wright does look like, you know, a a Calvin Johnson level edge rusher uh, against the uh, Conference USA opponents he was going up against. I, I think he's the real deal. So that that's a guy to keep your eye on as well. Yeah, I, I think it's an intriguing possibility, you know, a little bit later on in the draft, no question. So uh, let's look at some other positions and players that the Packers have met with in person. Obviously, the, the biggest one that stands out is wide receiver. So the Packers have met with Traylon Burks, Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor, mm-hmm. Uh, George Pickens, my guy out of Georgia, uh, who also was a guy that they spoke to at the combine pretty extensively and, um, Tennessee wide receiver, uh, Velas Jones jr. Who the general consensus among the draft community is that Velas's main contribution is going to be on special teams. And I have to say, I agree. I don't really like what he offers on offense, but on special teams, I think this dude is an ace and I would love to get him. And then if they ever put him on offense, I'm going to get some heart palpitations. Like, no, 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 please. (laughs) (laughs) But on special teams, I think Velos is is absolutely a freak. You and I were talking about George Pickens a little bit before we started recording. Um, And I don't think I asked you how you felt about George Pickens. But uh, Pickens is, um, I think he really, from a talent perspective, might be the best wide receiver in this class. But he's got all these red flags and questions about him from uh, injury standpoints and a little bit of um, there are uh, some notes about off the field issues with him in college. I just think that um, you you look at some of these guys who are more depth uh, picks, Tyquan Thornton, for example, I don't think he's expected to go before like the fifth round or so. Right. Um, But George Pickens, you know, he's like borderline first round pick. Uh, territory and he's got all these questions around him and I, I think that the Packers really are seriously considering drafting him and that's why they brought him in is because hey we have a lot of serious questions that we need to feel very secure about if we're going to spend one of our first round picks on you yeah and and look it's an interesting thing with Pickens because it's a little bit of a gamble mm-hmm. here's a guy who you know tore his ACL coming off uh you know, some pretty serious uh, knee injuries, got to get back to where he was, got to get confidence that he can make all the cuts and, and and recapture the speed that he had. The thing, you know, he's got the height you want, six foot three, 205, uh, plays at a, at a pretty darn good school in Georgia, although it's more of a run-oriented offense than what he would certainly be playing with in Green Bay. Still, you look uh, at the competition that he was going up against, though, the, yep. those SEC defenses. Top look, competition. They just won the national championship. I don't think that – I think that they uh, that has to be the program this year that you cannot question when it comes oh, to no, no, the, no, no, the no. competition. No, no. Wouldn't question the level of competition. Uh, but, you know, to me, Pickens probably has the highest upside. Mm-hmm the highest ceiling if everything breaks right out of any receiver in this draft. But will he reach that ceiling based on, as you said, the off the field issues, the injury issues? Uh, he, he is, you know, coming out a year early also. Uh, 
you know, if you can be confident, the other thing is this too. We all know about the ACL, how long it takes to heal. Mm -hmm. Does the fact that he's coming back off of this injury limit what he'd be able to do as a rookie? And then, you know, does that mean if you draft Pickens, you got to bring in a veteran for sure in order to make sure that you have enough quality receivers ready for week one? Uh, That's certainly a good question. I will just throw out there that he did return in 2021 at the end of the year, and he looked exactly like himself. He hadn't missed a beat right when he came back in. So he did, you know, he missed uh, uh, the end of the 2020 season and most of the 2021 season, but he came back at the end and looked like a stud. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're if you, I, I just I'm not sure I have any concerns about whether he's going to be ready to go in 2022. You're giving him an additional nine months to recover after he was already cleared, cleared to come back and play in a game or two um, for Georgia. I think it was two games. Right. Right. And and but again, it, it, it's he hasn't played a full season since 2019. And. Mm-hmm. Again, yes. the wear and tear, the the uh, stamina, all of those things are are in my mind. You know, now we're talking seventeen games. We're not, and and hopefully, if you're the Packers, nineteen or twenty games. Uh, so, you know, I, I want to make sure you got to make sure the knee checks out. You got to make sure that he can handle that. Um, and then, you know, really, you're talking about one full season and two partial seasons in college. Right. So. You know, there are some issues, not that they are impossible to overcome. He's intriguing. Like I said, I think he has the highest ceiling of anyone in this year's draft. Um, but but it is a little bit more of a gamble in, in some ways than some of the other top wide receivers available. And you know what? Sometimes if you want to hit a home run, you got to swing for the fences. Yeah, which is why it makes perfect sense that the Packers are bringing him in for a visit. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's what these visits are for. So, uh, and then you have to be comfortable with the guy and what he's like and how he approaches things and his attitude, all of that. Uh, and so, yeah, bringing him in for a visit made too much sense. Almost. Here's another dude that the Packers met with this past week, Baylor wide receiver, Tyquan Thornton. Mm -hmm. So if you've heard his name, if it sounds familiar, it's probably because for about 10, 15 minutes, the world thought that Thornton had broken the world record for a 40 time at the combine. <laughs> and then he received the heartbreaking news that no, it was an equipment malfunction. He did not run a 4-2-1-40. He ran a 4-2-8. That's still blazing fast. MVS yeah. ran a 4-3-7, and we never shut up about how fast he is. 4-2-8 is next level, even over MVS. Um, I, I think, uh, I have Taekwon underlined circled everything as being the MVS replacement. And, uh, let, let me see where he's currently projected to go in the draft. Cause I think the Packers are going to take him considerably earlier than that. I don't think they're going to let him go. So he is currently projected at one seventy one, which is, what is that? A, a fifth round pick? Fifth, yeah. Fifth, fifth, fifth and a half. All right. <laughs> I think uh, I think this makes sense for the Packers' fourth round pick. You know, and, and MVS was taken in the fifth round, right? 
So we I have think, a good history of the fifth and a half round. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think that uh, I think that if if he's still there in the fourth, I think the only reason you wouldn't take him is if there's somebody else at another position that you really um, believe in. You know that that can can be a difference maker. I just think that you know with how much Matt Lafleur has been talking, I mean almost frantically about his desire to get some speed back into that uh, wide receiver room, you know, and how mm-hmm. panicked he seems to feel about MVS being gone, which always cracks me up because uh, Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst are so calm when they're talking about these things. And Matt LaFleur is, you know, well, I just, man, we got to get some speed in that room. I, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which, which, which is, immediately calls calls to mind uh, the image, which we've seen a few times. Of Matt of uh, Aaron Rodgers going over and calling Matt Lafleur down, saying, "Hey, it's okay. We're winning the game. It's all right." <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, that's like the difference between the manager of the restaurant, the owner of the restaurant, and the chef. You know, the chef ah, needs yeah. to make sure he's got the ingredients he needs to make the food he wants to make. Uh, and and you know, I guess look, the other thing is Lafleur is sending a message, quite you know, deliberately to. Gutekunst and to Mark Murphy, I need you to get me some of this. Uh, you know, we don't have it on the roster right now. So, yep. you know, you, I want my, my offense to work a certain way. And one of the things I need to make it work is a little more speed in the receiver room. And uh, look, even, you know, beyond MVS, we really didn't have a, a lot of it last year either. I mean, you know, Devante, not a burner in the true sense of the word. Randall Cobb, not a burner. Uh, I, think, I think it really showed up. I think it really showed up when MVS was gone, you know, especially yeah. in the playoff game when he was gone. I think, I think uh, the the idea of there not being enough speed to take out, take the top off, take the top off of the defense is a a prevalent one among people who have been watching rewatching the film from that game. It was an issue. Uh, guys were struggling a lot of the time uh, to beat coverage because that the zone coverage was so effective without somebody uh, pulling the safeties off. Yeah, it, and 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 it definitely hurt the Packers. And yeah, I, I there is no question about it. Whether it's a veteran or or a rookie, they have got to add some speed to that receiver room. And the other thing that comes to my mind is they need to add a different body type. If you're sold that Randall Cobb is your slot receiver this year, and Amari Rogers is your you know is the heir apparent at slot then body type wise, you need that speed guy. And then you don't need another slot guy. You need a different body type uh, to be brought in. You know, you want to round out the skill set in the room. And right now there's a lot lacking. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I think that it's going to be important to take a couple of swings at wide receiver, you know, first and foremost, because you lost two of your starting wide wide receivers. So let's bring in two new guys. Um, although I think that uh, Amari Rogers is going to have a big role in this offense, so I'm not I'm not sure that you need to bring in more than two. But I'm I bringing. You, in I think late. you'd like I think you'd like to come out with two guys that you feel confident in, and if if your goal or if, if your if your only attempts are really through the draft here, you're going to need to take three or maybe four guys to have good odds of hitting on two who can be starters for you this year. I, I draft a minimum of two, maybe three, and I bring in one veteran. If, if it's up to me, maybe even after June 1st, it's not going to break mm-hmm. the bank for this guy, 
but uh, I, I need more options in the room. And, you know, if we go into the season and I don't think this is going to happen, but if we go into the season with the wide receiver room looking very much like it does right now. Oh, I'll I, I tell you, th- it, that, that literally will not happen. It no, will not it happen won't. because Gudikins and Mark Murphy have both said it will not happen. Right. Multiple times, loudly. Nor can it because it, it just isn't good enough. If you really believe yourself to be a team that should be contending for the Super Bowl this year, and the Packers certainly do feel that way, you got to have more talented receiver than what they they've got right now. They're, they're going to bring in a, a veteran. Let, let me ask you a question. Um, so we have uh, 20 ish minutes left. Do you want to talk a bit about some of the free agent wide receivers available or should we uh, do a mock draft? Cause we were talking about doing a mock draft together and how that could be some uh, be fun. I think we have about time enough to do one or the other. Huh? Let's try the mock. Let's try them. All right. All right. Because we have talked about uh, free agent wide receivers before. Yeah. There's still plenty yeah. of time to do so. All right. I have a mock queued up. Um, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this roll. And um, I'll, I'll kind of tell you the names who are coming off the board. And okay. you let me know if you want to pause and try and do a trade with somebody. Okay. Right, now, will I be able to see who's coming off the board, or you're just going to verbally tell me who's coming off the board? Well, uh, I think uh, here I'm, I'm starting a screen share for you, okay. so you can see my screen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the mock draft. Okay. All right. So the Jaguars took Aiden Hutchinson. Lions took Kyle Hamilton. Evan Neal and Trayvon Walker went to the Texans and the Jets. Iki Aquanu went to the Giants. Um, and then the Panthers took the first quarterback off the board with Malik Willis. Let this roll a bit more. Kayvon Thibodeau and Jermaine wow. Johnson went to the Giants and the Falcons. Sauce Gardner went to the Seahawks. We are uh, about to have pick 10. And we up. still have no wide receivers off the board and no offensive linemen. A uh, one offensive lineman. Two. You had Iki Iquanu and Evan. Oh, right. Right. Two. Yeah. Okay. So I, I would say I think there's going to about to be a run on wide receivers. Yes. So here's the question for you. You can see over here, you know, these are kind of the uh, the projected picks who are going to maybe start being taken by teams. Do you uh, l- let me know if you want to trade up at any point here? There's still 12 picks to go. Right. The Packers are on the clock with their first pick. So not yet. Not right, not going anywhere yet. The Jets are on the clock and they took Charles Cross. Garrett Wilson went to the Commanders. Derek Stingley went to the Vikings. And Andrew Booth went to the Texans. Now the Ravens are on the clock. Now we've got a run on cornerbacks. I will say uh, if the uh, if the Ravens start um, taking the uh, – if the Ravens take my last uh, top-tier offensive tackle off the board in Trevor Penning, I'm going to cry. All right, let's see. We'll see. And – Oh, they took cornerback Trent McDuffie. Now, our second wide receiver went off the board to the Eagles. That's Drake London. We're at pick 16. Still have six picks left to go before the Packers are on the board. Here are the uh, top guys at uh, wide receiver, offensive line, and edge rusher. Got Jamison Williams. uh, Let's see. uh, Jahan Dotson, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks. Uh, Those are the top wide receivers left. Let's look at the offensive line. You got Trevor Penning, 
uh, who uh, the great coach Hahn says is his number one pick in this draft for the Green wow. Bay Packers. He's, he, he says that uh, uh, there's like the Packers are imprinted on Penning's DNA, basically. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, who else we have at offensive line? Uh, Kenyon Green. Mm-hmm. He's still on the board. Uh, Zion Johnson, Tyler Linderbaum, although I don't know that we need a center. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to edge rusher, you got George Karloftis, uh, Boye Mafe, David Ajabo, uh, Arnold Ebikidi. All right, those are the top edge rushers. So and we have uh, how many picks? Six more till the Packers? Six more picks to the Packers. Do you think we need to try and trade up, or should we let it roll? Roll, baby, roll. All right, let's see who the Saints take. I, I, I tell you, when Trevor when Trevor Penning goes off the board here, I'm going to cry. Go ahead. Let's see. Uh, Jamison Williams went to the Saints. Jordan Davis went to the Chargers. The Eagles took jo- Zion Johnson. Kenny Pickett went to the Saints. All right, there's two more picks. You got the Steelers and the Patriots, and then we're on the clock. So... Here's the question. Is is there anybody on this board that you feel like you can't live without? Specifically, are there are, are there uh, if, if it was worst case scenario and the Steelers and Patriots took your top two guys, would you be able to live with whoever's number three? Um, yeah. Many list. Yeah. Right? No, I'm still good. I'm not trading. All right. We'll 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 roll it. All right. Devonte Wyatt went to the Steelers. Uh, I didn't see who the Patriots took, but we have. A trade we're, offer. We're, we're on the clock and there's a trade offer that's covering up who the Patriots took. So that kind of stinks. All right. So the Jets are offering us a second round pick. That's pick 35 and two fourth round picks. And they want our pick 22. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Let's see. We, we got a couple more trade offers available. Uh, the Seahawks are offering us a second and a third. So they, they're picking at 40 and 72. And uh, then our, our third trade offer is the Cardinals. They are offering us pick 23 and a sixth round pick to move back one spot. That I might be. Well, yeah. The hard thing is we don't know who the Patriots took. Right. Which makes it very difficult to. I, I, I can see that uh, whoever it is has a real short name. It's probably that might be Chris Olave. It's a real mm. short name. I think that's who they took is Chris Olave. OK, we'll see. So do do we want to we want to pick up an extra sixth round pick or no? It, yeah, it'd be worth it to move down one spot. Yeah. All right. We we could also counter offer. We could see if they give us a fifth round pick. Yeah, let's do that first. I like that better. Let's see. Uh, oh, they don't have a fifth. They have a third and they have a sixth. Well, they're not going to give us the third. No, but let's see. We can look at future picks. Uh, would they give <laughs> us maybe a fourth or a fifth in twenty twenty three? Right. Instead, we could offer that. Let's let's go ahead and just accept the sixth. Okay. We'll just do that. All right. And. All right. So the Cardinals took. Again, I don't. It it bothers me that you can't see when there's a trade offer, you can't see who they took. But I did see that the Patriots took Devin Lloyd. Right. So now we have we're back on the clock. Now we're at 23. We have a one and a three. Yep, the Chiefs are offering us pick 29 and a third round pick. A third round pick is pretty good. I, I like it that. Pretty the, good. That would Bengals, give us two firsts, two seconds, and two thirds if we take this deal. The Bengals are offering pick 31 plus a fourth and a sixth. I think that's mm-hmm. probably not as good as that no. first and a third. So no to that one. Uh, I'm going to decline that. 
All right. And then the last offer we got, the Bills are offering pick 25 and a plus four. a fourth round pick. Hmm. So you're moving back uh, two slot, two picks for the Bills and you get a fourth round pick or you're moving back uh, six picks and getting a third. Or we can mm-hmm. take a player. You want a, a third and move back six. You want a fourth and move back two. Or do you want to take a player? Uh, I would take the third. What would right. you do? Yeah, I also want the third. We're going to do it. We're going to take the third. George Karloftis, Devontae Wyatt, Jahan Dotson, Daxton Hill, Kair Alam. Trevor Penning is gone. Dang, ah, we lost okay. Trevor Penning. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. There's a more trade offer. Here's here's a decent trade offer, uh, a second and a third for pick 28. And by the way, we pick next at 29. Correct. That trade back. So we got two picks in a row. We can trade one of them and get a second and a third out of it. And that second round pick is 43. That would give us three seconds. <laughs> two Either third. way, we get to pick a player. What do you want to do? Uh, no, I, I want to start picking already. <laughs> All right. All right. We're, we're going to take two players in a row then. Um, actually, I think we're going to pick a player here and then at pick 29, I think we're going to get more. We're going to get more offers. Trade offers. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Tyler Linderbaum was the last guy taken that we missed. All right. So Kenyon Green is available. Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, Lewis Seen, the safety, right. Boye Mafe, the edge out of Minnesota. Um, I'm not going to let you take Perry on Winfrey because I think he's a horrible player and I, we're not doing that on a show where I'm one of the co-hosts. Heck no. There's David Ajabo. There's Nicobe Dean, the linebacker out of Georgia. He's a stud. See, I, I like Ajabo, except he, he's hurt. So, yeah, yep. Yep. And, and that's a concern is, is he going to be ready to play at the beginning of this year? I, I wouldn't think so. No, I, I wouldn't think so either. So, uh, what, are there any guys here that you really like at the top, or do you want to look more in depth at uh, a specific position? Uh, I'll tell you, I would go. I would yeah. either go with Olave or Burks. Olave or Burks. Now we have two picks back to back. Yeah. So one of them I'm using on a receiver. All right. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll let you choose. Who do you want? Who do you like better, Alave or Burks? I, I will tell you that I think Alave is maybe the more talented player, but I mm-hmm. think I think when you're looking at uh, physical traits, I think Traylon Burks can be a, a number one X receiver, and I think Chris Alave is is a really really talented wide receiver too. Yeah, uh, but I'm gonna let I you can, I'm gonna let you pick between those I, two guys. I would be happy with either one, but I will lean toward Burks. All right, we're taking Burks at pick 28. We're back on the clock. No trade offers. That's fine. Wow. So uh, we we could we could double up on receiver. Uh, I would like to bolster the offensive line, obviously, but but I know edge rusher is super important to you. Yeah. And we really could use another safety. What do you think? We could. I'm not so sure I want to go safety first round. All right. Uh I, I agree that there's a, there is a pile of safeties that I'd be happy with. I think there's at least three safeties left on the board who I would uh, really really like. So I'm I'm okay with waiting. Right. So we could we could take another receiver and really double up and and give Rogers some weapons, or you know we could we could defend Rogers and 
keep him upright longer. So he has yeah. time to hit Traylon Burks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But who's, I mean, who's the top offensive tackle available right now? Uh, I don't think the, uh, I think the we've, offensive we've been... tackles, I think we kind of missed out a bit. There's, yeah. um, so there is Bernard Raymond uh, out of yeah, Central that's Michigan. Too far, that's too far down the board, though, for my uh, – He's it's it's questionable whether he's going to be there at our first second round pick. I think I understand. I, so it's I, also I, now Sean Ryan uh, actually is a tackle out of U, UCLA. This site that we're looking at lists him as a, a guard, but he he can play right. tackle. Right. Uh, there's also Abraham Lucas. Uh, th- those are Sean Ryan and Abraham Lucas are kind of the last two tackles that could be starters for us this year. And and Bernard Raymond. It's, it's those three guys. I think. Right. All right, so who would you pick? I've been doing all the picking here, so I'm going to put this one on your lap. I think I really would like to address offensive line, so I'm kind of torn between Kenyon Green. Uh, you know, really bolster our our run game, and you have some options here because Green or Elton Jenkins could be your starting right tackle this year. Right. So that's that's an option. The other option is maybe we do take. Uh, Sean Ryan or Abraham Lucas and leave Elton inside when he comes back, which might possibly be a little bit easier on his, his uh, recovering ACL. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I I think I probably would go Kenyon green here. Okay. But uh, I I don't know. There's a boy. Mafe is pretty good. He's sitting right here as well. Yes, he is. You know what? Hmm. Kenyon Green, Texas A&M, big boy, powerful run blocker, yeah. really good pass blocker. I think, uh, you know, that helps you in two ways. It bolsters your passing game and your running game. It does. Uh, you know, the Packer fans are going to riot if we don't take Chris Olave, but. No, I. I... I don't want to take two receivers back to back. I'll add another receiver and I'll do it probably on day two, but okay. I'm not ready to, to go back to back with Olave. I'd go with green. All right. Kenyon green guard, Texas A&M is our next pick. We're taking him. All right. I'm not going to read off every name, but I'm going to call out some of the prominent ones, Boy Boye Mafe and David Ajabo are gone. Arnold Ebikidi, Lewis seen Chris Olave is off the board. Uh, a couple of safeties. You got Jaquan Brisker. Oh, George Pickens is gone. That's my guy. Forgot oh about George Pickens. Ah. Um, see, Christian Watson is gone. Uh, Bernard Raymond. So we're down to just two remaining tackles in this class. Let's see. Now, we could also at some point. Oh, we got another pick coming up real quick. So this is one of the ones that we got. The uh, This is the, the well, uh, Raiders. Offer. This is the Raiders pick. So we could move back. Yeah, we have a traded offer from the 49ers. You can move back from 53 to 61 and pick up a fifth-round pick. Nah. Yeah, I'm kind of mad on that. We're yeah. declining that. All right. Let's look at uh, the wide receivers available because I'm curious. David Bell, John Mechie, Calvin Austin. Uh, Alec Pierce is available. I like Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati a lot. I like him too, but I'm not sure I want to take him with this pick. All right, so Abraham Lucas is still available. Offensive tackle out of Washington State. Uh, right. Rashid, Rashid Walker out of Penn State is the other tackle I, I forgot to mention. 
He's a um, big guy, 6'6", 320. And then there's also Sean Ryan. I think those are your three options at um, at offensive tackle. I think of the three, I kind of like Lucas the best, but I'd be happy with any of them. Um, to Jamari Salyer, the guard out of Georgia. That's a guy I like a lot, although – uh, we already took one guard, so no, I wouldn't take another guard. Let's look at the edge rushers real quick before we make our decision. Yeah, Logan Hall and Josh Pascal are out there. I'm not super no. high on either of them, but I like Kingsley and Igbari a ton. I also like Nick Benito and Sam Williams. So that's three edge rushers that well, I. When is our next pick after this one? Uh, we pick at 59, so six picks from now. So we should, probably should take. Whichever of these guys we think is going to be the most likely to not be here. Mm-hmm. So let's see. If you're looking at wide receiver, I think uh, I think you you can wait a while. If you're looking yeah. at tackle, Abraham Lucas is not projected to go for almost a half a round, but there's no other tackles. So right. If any, if any team wants him, he's the guy. So I think we got to grab him. All right. Is, is he the tackle we want, or do we want uh, – so is Sean Ryan, Rashid Walker, and Abraham Lucas. Uh, Sean Ryan is out of uh, UCLA. Right. Uh, Rashid Walker is Penn State, and Abraham Lucas is Washington State. Oh, wow. Mm. I like Walker. I mean, he, to me, he projects as a, as a solid left tackle. Okay. So I would go with Walker. All right, we're drafting Walker here. All right, uh, the Cardinals called us and offered to trade up from fifty nine to fifty five, and it it costs us a seventh round pick. Are we interested? Mm, no. All right, we'll we'll go ahead and get some more special teamers in the seventh round. Yeah. Let's see another here. offer. Yep, another one we don't want. It was even worse than the last one. All right. Now we're on the clock. We have two trade offers. The first is that the Chargers want to move up. They're offering us a third rounder, a fifth rounder, and a seventh rounder for our late second. We moved mm-hmm. back 20 spots. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then uh, the Colts are offering us a slightly better third rounder and a fifth rounder. That is yeah. also slightly better than the one. The Yeah. Chargers no, no. All right. So we're on the clock. So guys who went off the board um, in between there, Jamari Salyer, guard out of Georgia, is gone. Uh, Tyler Smith is actually another um, offensive lineman that we forgot to talk about who is, um, I think, is a stud and maybe could play tackle, but he's gone, so it doesn't matter. Right. David so, Bell is gone. All right. So we've taken two picks at offensive line. I Obviously, I'd be fine with taking more swings at offensive line, but People I'm thinking might, edge might want us to look at edge or yeah. wide receiver. So Kingsley Enigbare is still there. Drake Jackson out of USC, Nick Benito, Sam Williams. You got four guys right there who I think are all uh, pretty top tier uh, talent for the second round. Um, if you can compare that to the other position that we might be interested in wide receiver, we got John Mechie, Calvin Austin, uh, Alec Pierce, Jalen Tolbert. Alec Pierce is kind of the guy who excites me the most out of the wide receiver room. I would I would uh, be a little think, bit sad if we missed out on him. You think he'd still be there when we go at three? I think I'm willing to risk it. You want to go ahead and take an edge too. rusher here? Yes, I want to go edge. All right, which guy do you like? 
Got, uh, uh and I think. All right. That's, that's also who I would take. We're taking Kingsley adding Barre, uh, edge rusher out of South Carolina. And, uh, let's see. Roger McCreary's gone. Sean Ryan gets taken. John Mechie is gone. Uh, Christian Cameron Harris, linebacker, Kenneth Walker, first running back off the board. In the Abraham Lucas is gone. Wow. Drake Jackson is gone. Nick cross the safety. Forgot to talk about him. Nick cross is one of my top safeties. Uh, Calvin Austin is taken. Uh, another running back. We got Brees Hall is off the board. That's two running backs now. All right. We have an offer to trade up from 92 to 84, and it costs us a seventh round pick. So you're moving up six spots. You're you're losing your last seventh rounder. Is there a player that we really need to have that you don't think will be there in six spots? A guy whose value is just that much better than who will still be there in six spots. I'm going to say no because the last guys we were looking at um, have have kind of been taken. Other than if we were to take an edge rusher over my guy Alec Pierce, so right. if we were to take another edge rusher. Nah, I don't think we need to take another edge rusher this high. All right, uh, so we're passing up on the um, trade offer. Let's see. Oh, here's an interesting one. All right, check this out. Oh, I didn't see the fourth rounder. The Raiders want to give us their third and their fifth for our third and fourth, and we'd move up. Uh, I think I did my math wrong last time. This time it's six spots. It was eight spots before. Okay. So six spots, and essentially what you're doing is you're also you're you're swapping your fourth <laughs> uh, your fourth rounder for their fifth. It's a difference of about thirty picks. Are we interested? No. All right. Enough with these stupid trade offers. Get me on the <laughs> clock. I want to take a player. Let's see. All right. We're on the clock. We have an offer. Um, we would be moving back seven seven spots for an additional seventh round pick, and it's a very late seventh round no, pick. No, no. All right. They got to do better than that. So if you're looking at edge rusher, Tyreek Smith out of Ohio State is available. Meh. We uh, just took an edge rusher. Yep. I was just looking at. Edge rushers, Where are we at wide receiver now? All right. Jalen Tolbert is the top guy remaining. There's Kyle Phillips out of UCLA. Wandale Robinson, Kentucky. Khalil Shakur, Boise State. My guy, Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati. It's probably time to take a wide receiver. Yes. We only, we've taken one so far. Uh, are there any of these guys that you really love? I Tolbert has the deep... You know, he, he has the speed to get deep. Yeah. So I'm thinking at this point, he might be someone we would be interested in. So you're looking at Jalen Tolbert as um, as your deep threat or Alec Pierce, who um, really thrives on the boundary, uh, makes a bunch of good contested catches. Uh, let's see. This is a tough one because... Alec Pierce on via this mock draft is projected to still be here in about 30 picks. We pick again in about uh, 11 picks. So we could double up on wide receiver here. You could take Tolbert and I could take Pierce. That's a lot of receivers because we've already drafted one. I would like to get Tolbert. I want to stretch the defense. I want to make my coach happy. I would like to take him here. All right. We're taking Jalen Tolbert here. We're going to be on the clock in just a minute like any of these trade offers that they're calling us with <laughs> garbage. Everybody wants to give us a seventh round pick for, I know 
All right, now we got the t- the run on tight ends. Three tight ends taken in a row. Uh, this is interesting. Let's look at tight end real quick because I think that is a need for us. It is. Um, of the remaining tight ends that I actually like, you got Jelani Woods. He's actually my tight end one. Uh, Chigazia McQuonku is still available. And Charlie Kohler out of Iowa State. Those three guys are uh, pretty high on my on my board. I think I think uh, Jelani Woods is my top tight end, but I like Charlie Kohler a lot as well. And he's not projected to go for several rounds, so we could continue to wait on tight end. Right. Tell you know, me what we haven't addressed yet is is uh, defensive tackle. Yeah, that's that was my next question to you. What's where are we on the interior line? So the top guy available is Fidarian Mathis out of Alabama. Um, let's see here. Matthew Butler, Tennessee. Um, do, 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 do. Haskell Garrett, Ohio State. I'm not really in love with anybody else available. I'm kind of thinking maybe the guy we'd have to take here is Fidarian Mathis. What, yep. what do you think about him? Mathis is uh, pretty high up there on the board at the position. Um He's a former four-star prospect out of Louisiana, uh, played at Alabama. Looks four three twenty, nice size. Yep, he's got he's uh, not as quite as flexible as you'd like, which is why he's available here in the fourth round. Uh, he's got good strength in his hands. Um, actually, his overall hand technique is highly praised. A uh, really good run defender. This might be the guy, man. And he's got quickness, too. I, I, I would go with Mathis. All right, we're drafting Mathis, and we're not going to be on the clock again for a little while. So that'll be interesting to see. JoJo Doman was taken by the Niners. Uh, let's see here. A bunch of uh, names that are not super prominent. Khalil Shakur at wide receiver is gone. Alec Pierce taken. Ah. All right, I missed out on Alec Pierce. Uh, let's see. We could give up our final seventh round pick, two forty nine, to move up twelve spots to one twenty. I will say we're definitely getting to the point where the names I really like in this draft are getting awful thin. I well, vote to go ahead and, and trade up here. Are you? Interested? I would too. That, right. That's reasonable. All right. So we traded. We're on the clock. Uh, let's look at uh, the top guys. <clears throat> we have not taken a safety. We've taken at least one player at every other position that I think we view as being really important. All right, so where are we at safety here? So safety's remaining. Uh, Brian Cook out of Cincinnati. Uh, this is a guy, interestingly, who um, was compared by one NFL scout to Darnell Savage. <laughs> uh, so th- this is an interesting guy. Uh, Cincinnati was a pretty good defense last year. Um, curious. Uh, let's see. Is that Baylor kid? Uh, JT Woods is here. He, he's kind of more of a special teamer. Mm. So let's see. Brian Cook. What's he good at? Uh, let's see. He's an outstanding tackler. Um, do, 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 do. how is he in coverage? Let's see, uh, run defense, standout run defender. Uh, does well to key diagnose and fit the run. Uh, sort of limited athleticism, but not horrific. Uh, very tough competitor, uh, good flexibility has experience on special teams. You love to see all this. Where's his, uh, coverage. Come on. Talk to me about coverage. (laughs) Um, range. So here's one versatility. 
Cook showcased plenty of versatility in 2021, lining up as a deep safety in the box and in the slot. This could be a candidate for uh, the star defender in 2022. This would be an interesting pick. I do like Brian Cook. I think he would be my choice at mm-hmm. safety. I think he's maybe the only guy left who you would view as maybe being a starter. So then let's take him before, you know, before the bottom falls out at the position. Let's grab him. Yep. Uh, I think I think if you're going to take a safety, it's this guy. There's a couple other players available who are interesting, uh, including Jelani Woods. But I think this is the now the thinnest position. We're going to take Brian Cook. Um, and then uh, we are going to be on the pay, on the clock again in about 15 picks. Um, nobody prominent is going. Uh, my Jay Sanders is gone now. Okay. Uh, he went to the Ravens. Danny Gray, wide receiver. Brandon Smith, linebacker, Penn State. He's a pretty good player. He's gone. Now we're on the clock. All right. Let's look at uh, the guys who are available. I would kind of like to take a third swing at wide receiver at this point. Okay, I, I could see that. I could see tight end. I could see maybe even – now we're in what round now? Fourth or fifth? So this is uh, our final fourth round pick. So if you're looking at wide receiver, uh, you got Tyquan Thornton, the receiver that the Packers met with this past week out of Baylor, uh, mm-hmm. who ran the four two eight at the Combine. Um, you also have uh, Jalen Naylor out of Michigan State, who right. um, definitely – let's look at his profile real quick. Um, route running Naylor is at his best on vertical routes. He does well versus off coverage to press with urgency and use his acceleration to stress defenders, his ability to sink his hips and suddenly redirect off that vertical stem. However, needs to improve for him to run a more diverse set of routes and be a more complete receiver. That sounds a lot like, um, some of the struggles that MVS had yeah. as, as a route runner. Yep. See hands, um, to, to, to not really anything super noticeable or notable about um, having particularly good or bad hands. No. Run after I, catch. I am not that inclined to go receiver at this spot after taking two already. All right, so uh, I'm kind of thinking the the next receiver off my board would be Tyquan Thornton. We're currently at pick 140. He's projected to be in the low, low two hundreds. Yeah. So, so we, we can, can wait another wait round at least. Uh, let's see. Uh, we could take a running back. That'd be an interesting pick here. Um, what about tight end? If you're going to take a tight end, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jelani Woods is gone, but Chigazim Okwunku is still available. And so is Charlie Kohler. Charlie Kohler out of Iowa State had a really bad uh, quarterback who couldn't hit any of the wide receivers to save his life. And if you know anything about uh, young, inexperienced quarterbacks, it's that they feel really comfortable targeting those big tight ends. Yep. <laughs> Charlie, Kohler, yeah. Charlie Kohler caught just like a, a million balls in 2021. Um, he projects as a Y tight end, um, kind of along the lines of uh, Bob Tunyon. Let's see, uh, scheme fit, spread heavy play action. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of most tight ends, anyways. Yeah. Uh, let's see, route running. Kohler is a long legged galloper. I he looks a little bit goofy when he runs, but uh, let's <laughs> see. As a result of his hip stiffness, Kohler struggles to hit the brakes at the top of his stem. He lacks twitch and explosiveness to defeat man coverage consistently. Yeah. So do not expect him to create natural separation, though. So there's your negative. Well, but we've got fantastic hands we he's also a big guy though. 
Yeah, we do. And and look, you're you're looking Especially at the back of the fourth end. round. You're looking at the back of the fourth round. This is you know yep. you're you're not finding perfect players here. You're finding guys that you need to, to develop. Here, okay. Here here's the other thing you care about with your tight end. Kohler is a willing, active, and competitive run blocker. He will work hard to turn and seal his opponent. There are mechanical and technical flaws that hinder his overall effectiveness. As a result of his six foot six frame, Kohler's pad level and hips are often too high. Mm-hmm. He loses the leverage battle almost instantaneously. If he can improve and begin to sink and drop his weight, he will anchor better as a blocker. The nice thing is we did not. Uh, uh, we, we have a new tight end coach this year, uh, which is good because um, uh, Justin Outen, I, I think, had kind of lost a little bit of my faith um, with some of the struggles we were seeing from. Uh, Jay Sternberger, and then even some of the development that you were hoping to see out of DeGuara, um, a little bit more than what we got. So bringing in a different tight end coach, I think, gives me a little bit of um, optimism about a change in that room. Mm-hmm. So I would really like to add a tight end this year, especially especially now that uh, we lost Jace this past season. Yeah, I would say we get our tight end right here. All right, who are you interested in? Uh, Maryland's Chigazium Okwanku is the other guy. He, he catches a ton of uh, balls over the middle. Um, he hits hard, uh, blocks hard. Um, he caught a, a number of balls on uh, screen passes for Maryland. Here's the big difference between him and Charlie Kohler. Okwanku projects as an H-back, and we kind of have that guy in have- Deguara. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, Kolar is a lot more of the Tunyon type, Bob Tunyon type. So I go there, I, and and I will say I don't see any tight ends left on the board here who remind you of um of uh that inline tight end that Mercedes Lewis is. So we're taking Kohler. Yep. All right, I like Kohler, so I'm happy with that. All righty, we are uh, heading into the fifth round right now. I think we're going to have to move relatively quickly on this because yes. we're getting short on time, but we got to pick up some special teamers here as well. Well, you would Most, hope some of these guys are going to, you know, fit that description, but let's see. We had another trade offer, but it was a, a bad one. Right. I wanted our fifth and our sixth just to move up a dozen spots in the fifth. Nope. round. I'm not doing that. All right. We're about to be on the clock. Haskell Garrett just got taken. So did Cam Jurgens. Um, all right, so remaining players at the top of the board. Punter Matt Areza. No. Running back Hassan Haskins, who was really productive at Michigan. Yes, but, he was. But a lot of scouts are questioning his uh, NFL readiness and are, are projecting him as kind of more of a change of pace back, which kind of disappointed me. Lacetus Smith is a guard out of Virginia Tech that we could take a look at. Lacita Smith, 6'3", 320 pounds. Uh, he he is uh, viewed as a developmental guard. I mean, we're in the fifth round, so what do you expect? Right. Um, <clears throat> scheme fit, a zone run scheme. Uh, competitive toughness. It's easy to love Smith's block temperament. He's an aggressive and competitive blocker that sets the tone up front for Virginia Tech. Uh, his, he's explosive into blocks and brings the fight to every rep. Uh, he's, a, he's a big boy. Very, mm. very thick and wide, long arms. You definitely like that. Now, we, have we drafted a safety yet? Refresh my memory. Yeah, we did take a safety to Brian Cook. 
Okay, he was, the, he was the last uh, safety that that we that really we liked wanted. on the board. And where? What about linebacker? Oh, we don't have any linebackers. Yeah, no linebackers have been taken so far by us. Uh, let's see. They've kind of been picked over. Uh, do you see any linebackers here that you like? I none of these guys are on my board, right? Uh, except for Micah McFadden out of Indiana. Let's see, he's 6'2", 232 pounds. Wow, he's he's got a lot of weight for a guy who's six two. Uh huh. See, scheme fit as a four three Mike linebacker, core special teams con- contributor. Um, to do, do, do tackling. He's a good tackler overall, best in the box where he's quick to trigger and make plays sound tackler for the most part, but there are times where he comes in too aggressively failing to break down and misses. That was something Kamal Martin struggled with. Yes. Um, to do, do, do run defending. He's an above average run defender overall plays the game with good instincts, which allow him to quickly diagnose runs and get a jump on the ball tackler. Um, struggles to get off blocks. That's not great. No. Uh, his lack of length and athleticism limits his ability to fill multiple roles at the next level. He's best to use playing inside where he won't be asked to cover ground and be in space as often. Uh, I mean, how I'm not sure you're going to find too much better in the fifth round at linebacker. I mean, um, what about Mike Rose? Mike Rose, Iowa State. Former three-star recruit. Um, More of a physical guy. Yeah, let's see. Competitive toughness. Rose is a physical and fierce competitor. He is not mind putting his body on the line and playing a physical brand of football. In coverage, his high football IQ allows him to read and pass off routes in zone. His head remains on a swivel to remain aware of his routes that threaten that of the routes that threaten his area. He will face guard slot receivers before zone turning to stay in phase. That last sentence is a little bit over my head in the way that they worded it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I understand what they mean, but yeah. Run defense. Functional strength at the point of attack. Attacks gaps with a bull mindset. Drops his head and shoulders to force his way through. Continues to fight through contact to remain in striking distance of the ball carrier. Sets outside leverage from the overhang position. Identifies the read option and QB keep plays before triggering downhill. That's all pretty positive. I like this kid for, well, for the I, value at this spot. <laughs> I'll tell you who else likes him is the scout who wrote up this grade. That's uh, right. <laughs> Damian Parson. All right. I'm sold. We'll take, we'll take Mike Rose uh, in the fifth round. You know, it, it's kind of a crap shoot anyway. So we do, we do kind of need to add a linebacker. All right, uh, guys are flying off the board. We still don't have a pick for a while. I'm trying to see who else is even available. Uh, Zach Tom out of Wake Forest is an offensive lineman who a lot of folks like, although Coach Hahn didn't like him. Huh. See, Jalen Naylor is still out there. Man, so uh, Jalen Naylor was projected higher than Alec Pierce, but Alec Pierce has already been taken. All right, we are we are on the clock. Okay. So positionally, we've taken two wide receivers, right? Let's see. Yeah, uh, yeah. We took Traylon Burks. We took Jalen Tolbert. Um, we have not hit running back. Uh, Abram Smith is kind of the guy there who I like. Okay. Let's see, edge rusher. Um, all the edge rushers I like have been taken. 
see. Where took a defensive tackle. I don't like these guys anyways. Guards. So Jatir Carter is a guy who the Packers met with. He plays for Southern, which is a really small school. Yep. Um, and I don't know a lot about him, but um, but I do know that he his his stats were pretty good. I think he only allowed like two pressures total in the season, uh, which is pretty good. And, uh, okay. and none of them are sacks. Luke Wattenberg is a guard out of Washington, former four star recruit. Um, he projects as a rotational interior offensive lineman. One thing to be thinking about is maybe if you get a guy who can play center. So Luke Wattenberg might be interesting there just to have as your backup center since we don't have one. Right. Um, we already took a tight end. I'm I'm certainly tempted to take uh, maybe another cornerback here. Not, I mean, in addition to the cornerbacks on our roster, not right. in our current draft. Or go ahead and take another wide receiver. Tyquan Thornton is still available. Grab him. All right. I'm happy to do so. Taekwon Thornton is ours. I think we don't have a second sixth round pick. So here we go. Seventh round pick, 228. It's almost our turn. At this point, you're just looking for guys who can get on the field at at cornerback. Or maybe you take a real depth guy. Oh, Trey Turner, wide receiver out of Virginia Tech. He was just taken. That's a guy I think would be a, a, a real boon on... Uh, special teams, but he also has some offensive upside kind of in, in the veins of how Al Lazard was. So who's uh, best available right now? Just overall best available. Uh, well, this board is saying cornerback Matt Hankins out of Iowa. So let's see here. He projects as a potential developmental starting cornerback, mm-hmm. which we already have one of in Shamar Jean Charles. But exactly. See, he's good in zone coverage. Uh, well, we play predominantly zones, so that helps. Yep, he has some ball skills. He caught a leaping interception uh, against ISU. Uh, let's see, he's a mean tackler, but he's small, so he's not going to be able to bully running backs uh, as effectively in the NFL like he was at Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, football IQ Hankins has served as a starter for the Hawkeyes going all the way back to 2017. He's a well-seasoned player and it shows he trusts his fundamentals, illustrates good field vision and anticipation for route combination and has handled passing off routes and banjoing coverage sufficiently when faced with stacks and switch releases. All right. So he's smart. He is. And actually, so according to the draft network, he has fallen because he was projected as a fourth round pick and we are in the seventh round. Okay. So then let's grab him. All right. We're going to take Matt Hankins. Uh, this is a guy who I'm expecting to get on the field a lot for us on special teams. Exactly. And we have, I think, is that, is that our final pick? Cause I think we did trade away our other seventh. Yeah, round I pick. Think That's we it. Did. That's our draft. All right. So not bad. Right. So we took Traylon Burks, Jalen Tolbert, and Tyquan Thornton at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you're definitely uh, hoping that Traylon Burks is as good as advertised because um, I, don't know, I don't know how much you're expecting to get out of the other two guys necessarily, especially in year one. Right, we not de- in year one. We definitely bolstered the offensive line. We took Kenyon Green at guard, and he's a guy who I think will also be in competition for right tackle mm-hmm. this year. 
Uh, and then our next pick was Rashid Walker, tackle out of Penn State. So I think one of those two guys is going to be your right guard, and the other guy is going to be your right tackle this year. And the nice thing is that that allows you to kick Elton Jenkins back over to left guard when he comes back. And uh, that's good for a couple reasons. One is it significantly should boost our overall run blocking, which was obviously dreadful last year. Yes. Also, also helps to put Elton in there as he's still trying to recover from the ACL, um, keeping him inside where you're you're not asking him to be uh, quite as rangy and physical, and you're not asking him to be as perfect as you need a tackle to be. Um, that's also really helpful as he uh, continues to mend. We took one edge rusher that was Kingsley Anibari out of South Carolina, um, a guy who I think we maybe took a little bit later than he's going to go in real life. This felt like a steal to me. But he was there. So, <laughs> Fedarian Mathis is going to slide over next to Kenny Clark. And um, he and uh, uh, Dean Lowry and TJ Slayton, I think, are, are kind of going to be rotating through there at times. That could be a real boon. Plus, you got Jerron Reed in there. I think also. overall... Overall, the, the defensive line should be a strength for the Packers this year. I think we've covered a lot of the bases here. I really do, too. Uh, we kind of we hit basically at least one player at every position of need except for running back. And, of course, you have um, Aaron Jones here for at least one more year. And you're going to have Kylan Hill returning from injury. So, And I like um, Patrick Taylor also. Yep. Can't can't forget about Patrick Taylor, um, who's, who's also a, a great blocker. It's it's a pretty it's a it's a it's a good enough room. And I, I think if you're planning on moving on from Aaron Jones next year because of his twenty million dollar uh cap hit, you can draft a running back next year. Right. Running back is definitely one of those one of those positions where you can get uh major contributions, contributions from, from a rookie. rookie. Absolutely I said that before and yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of this draft. So the, the big move we made was that we did trade back from twenty two all the way to twenty nine. And for our trouble we got a second Sorry, a third. Um, what did we get? We got a third round pick for that, uh, which I like. Uh, yep. That third round pick is the one that we spent on Fedarian Mathis. So worth it to me, especially since in between 22 and 28, I didn't feel like anybody went that uh, we were really heartbroken right. to lose. Right. Now, do we so, get a grade on this? Does this site give us grades? Uh, no, which okay. uh, I, I feel like usually their grades are kind of goofy anyways. But, okay. I think we did well. I think so too. I'd be really happy with this draft. Um, the uh, uh, Packers Facebook and Twitter might not be thrilled with it because we didn't take two first round uh, receivers, but I'm okay with that. Me too. Me All too. Right. I don't. I don't want to go two first round receivers, but I do want uh, at least two receivers in the first two days of the draft. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, not not necessarily the first two rounds, but the first two days. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Alrighty. That was super fun. I love doing that. It was. That's it for today. We'll be right back here with you next week. Follow us on Twitter at Gil Packers and at JJ Leahy to stay up to date on all things Packers or ask us questions. You can email us at asknohuddle at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to Packers Talk on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to PackersTalk.com for powering our show and thank you for listening. Until next time, go pack go. Go Pack Go! You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. Not